Good morning, gentlemen. We continue over here with the Maharal and Hanukkah can, coming to you live, of course, in the Sarmatsan community, Kailo of Sarmatsan, Philadelphia. We are on page Yud of uh, Nir Mitzvah, the right hand column. Maharal is now taking us through the specifics of the four empires, the four, specifics of the four exiles, and based on the vision that Daniel has, where Daniel sees them as four beasts arising from the sea. And uh, Maral told us yesterday a couple of ideas why he sees them as beasts. And one idea he said is that the empires are there to be ultimately um, conquered and directed and and uh, overcome by Kleistral, as as um, all animals are ultimately under the power of man. That's why the four empires show up as four animals, that their existence is a temporary one. It's here it's just to be ultimately um, directed towards the emergence of the, the complete Malchus of Klai under the Malchus of Hashem. And also, the idea of being a, an animal beast is uh, a, a um, lack of godliness. And again, this is the same idea that Maral has been advancing the entire time, that the empires of the, the world, the four major empires that created four exiles over Klai Yisrael, uh, represent the world itself drifting off, of course, and deviating from being uh, a, 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 a um, vehicle for revealing Hashem and his Malchus. So that means they're taking the world and hijacking it towards a different purpose, towards a different Malchus, that's the lack of godliness that they inherently have and they inherently represent. That's the inherent flaw and imperfection that they are that they are um, <clears throat> representative of in the Bria and, and, and that, that they are embodying in the Bria. And that's why they also show up as animals again because animals versus man, lack of godliness versus Kleiso, which is the one Malchus that's there to be Hashem's um, Malchus. So we continue with that. And on that note, Maral says like this. Um, yeah, Lakach, we're towards the end of the right hand column over here on page Yud. Ro oisim Daniel betoyer v'tzuras da'at chayis. K'shay ro malchus melech hamashiach. However, the Pesukim tells us when he saw the malchus that comes after, that emerges after the downfall of the four empires, and that's the the kingdom of Mashiach. Ro oisim betoyer v'tzuras adam. The Pesukim recount over there that the fifth vision that Daniel had after he saw these four beasts, these four um, creatures, was that of a man, and that represents Mashiach. He, and that's that's now godliness, that's the emergence of the Malchus of Hashem being completely reflected here on, within the Malchus of Klai, so the Malchus that's led by Mashiach. Malchus <laughs> Also, ki malchus melech mashiach. Yeah, ki. Okay. Says so Hezmer explains why again. Why does Mashiach now emerge as a, a man? That's a, the, in the vision of Daniel. He sees that as a human being. Ki malchus melech mashiach. Yeah, alaki legamri. Mankind versus beast kind versus animal kind is godliness, and this is the final malchus which will bring the world into its state of being a total klikibel, total receptacle for godliness. For bring out Hashem here in this world, that is man versus beast. 
now the Maral is going to take us around an interesting corner over here. Elsewhere in Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream that he describes to Daniel, and it's also a dream in which there are representations and, and symbolisms of the four empires as well. Nebuchadnezzar has, has a vision in the form of a dream, and he is, gives this over to Daniel, and Daniel interprets Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's dream as well. And this is a dream in which Nebuchadnezzar sees a great giant statue in the form of a man, and the statue has different layers, where the head is made out of the torso, the legs, the feet, and they're made out of different materials, and this represents also the four empires. Now, it's interesting that the, the, the vision that Nebuchadnezzar has that is symbolic of the four empires is in the form of a man, whereas Daniel, when he sees the four empires, the four world empires, it's in the, it's in the form of beasts, of animals, creation of creatures. What's the difference? The Maral's now going to explain that, and it's going to take us, from there we're going to go directly into understanding as we've been saying this whole time, we've been waiting for that big reveal. What's Bavl all about? What's Parasamada all about? Yavan, Edoim, what's the Tayu, Bayu, Chayshech, and Tahoim? So from this is going to lead us directly into that. So let's see, this is the final step of the Maral, building up his his um, foundational material over here is going to be the contrast between Daniel's vision and Nebuchadnezzar's vision. Let's see, Amnam, we're five lines from the bottom of the right hand, Kam, Kasher, Ro'o, Nebuchadnezzar, Rosh, Arba, Malchius, Nebuchadnezzar had this vision of the four empires in his dream. He sees them within the, in, in the form and the makeup of a person. So the vision he has is of this great statue. And what does he tell us? The, the head of the statue is made out of fine gold. The chest and the, and the shoulders and the forearms are made out of silver. The, the uh, torso and the thighs were copper. The, 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 the lower legs were made out of iron. The feet, says Daniel, were made out of some, um, were made out of no um, ceramic and iron together. Okay, but, and, and this, Daniel tells them layer by layer by layer, different layers are representative of different, of different exiles and different empires, different world empires. And Bubbles one of these layers, Parasamadeh is one of these layers, Yavan is one of the layers, Edom is one of the layers. But ultimately he sees the empires in the form of a man. The statue had the form of a man. That's interesting and, and it's very different than Daniel who sees the four empires in the form of beasts. What's the pshat? We're tap of the second left-hand kamna. Did it matter which way it was? Yes, it, it did. And we're going to get to that also. Very good. Yeah, very good. It's, it's all a matter of perspective. And whose take you have over here? Do you have the take of Klai Yisrael, the take of the empires themselves? And remember that Nebuchadnezzar is the leader of the first of the four empires. He's the leader of Babel. He represents Babel. But more than just representing Babel, he represents the flaws in the breed. He repre- represents the imperfections in the world. He represents the, the defects of the defectiveness. Where Daniel is coming from Klai Yisrael's perspective. Daniel sees things Klai Yisrael-dik. So that's, so that's going to be the, the approach that Maral is going to take over here, why they see the four empires in two different forms, whether they're seeing that like beasts and creations and animals, that's Daniel, or a human being, that's Nebuchadnezzar. It depends whose lenses you're looking through, whose glasses you're using. From Nebuchadnezzar's perspective, he doesn't see flaws. He doesn't see an imperfection in the four empires because he's part of the four empires. For him, that's his lichatril. This is his role. This is 
the part that he plays on in the, the greater theater of of the cosmos. So he sees them in the form of man because that's where he's at, and that's his role, lichatchilos, to be a part of that empire, and those, the, the, those, those um, misdirectings of the bria. That's why he's in them in the form of a person. Just as Daniel sees Mashiach as Adam, because again, Daniel is here as a representative of Klal Yisrael, who brings godliness and brings perfection to perfection. So that's the man always represents. The you know the the lechatchila of where the action is at. So Daniel sees the man in the form of Mashiach, Mashiach in the form of man. Nebuchadnezzar sees imperfection in the form of man because that's that's where he is and that's what his job is. V'im Nevertheless, as the Maral, there's still a very big difference between how Nebuchadnezzar sees the empires in the form of a man and Daniel sees his perfection in the form of man. What's the difference? Why does Nebuchadnezzar see all four empires as one man? That's another question that has to be asked. So Neil sees each of them separately, separate monstrous beasts. Nebuchadnezzar sees all four combined into this one statue that has the form of a person. What's the pshat? So this is going to give us tremendous insight from seeing things through Nebuchadnezzar's perspective. All four empires combined to one man, layer by layer by layer, as to what the significance of the four empires is and what each one of the four empires stands for. Every person is combined of different layers. We all have different layers. Different layers. How we operate and how we function. We have we have intelligence. That's, that's our highest part. The highest part of our existence is our intelligence. Capacity to think. To, to analyze, to be creative. Investigate and comprehend. That is the Kaycha Sikhli, that's the highest part and point of all, all of our existences. Beneath that is what? Kaycha Nafshi? Is our the Nefesh. We'll see what, we'll, let's see the third layer and we'll come back to the Nefesh. These, these terms, yeah, whenever we find these terms like nefesh, ruach, and neshama, you have to be careful, they're not always used, the terms like nefesh and neshama can be used loosely and, and aren't always used the same way. Nefesh could be a general term that means the soul, it can be a specific term, a specific aspect of the soul, and even when used specifically, a specific slice of the soul, it's not always referring to the same slice. So let's see how the Maharal is using it. Beneath that is kayach gufni. Is that Gufni certainly means uh, physicality? Um, okay, the Kayach Gufni. So, Asher Humutba Beguf Legamri, which is which is um, linked and is part and parcel of our physicality of our body. Um, Let's do a few, a few more lines. I'm going to come back and explain all the, the different slices that the Maral is, is, is uh, slicing up a, a, the human existence into. Yeah, says the Maral, when, when it comes down to the body, the body has five aspects to it. And the body itself has five aspects. It's the middle part of the body, and the hands and the feet. And... So we have three slices of the body itself, three aspects, one beneath it, 
the, the, the other. Going downward, we start from the Maharal's three segments of, of the human existence is intelligence. The lowest part is the physical existence, our, our physical urges and drives. And in between, we, we have what the Maharal is referring to, Nafshi would mean our, um, our uh, we refer to as our um, midos, our attributes, <laughs> our emotions. <laughs> Um, the, the aspect of us, we had this, we've had this in different places, in, in different times and settings. The Vilna Gain referred to that middle part of our functioning. That is, um, the aspects of, of our functioning and interactions that we have here, how we deal with our environment that are not um, catalyzed and not, not reactive to pure physical drives, but nor are they pure intellectual um, calculations and, and, and motivations. But there's somewhere in the middle that they are reactions in terms of our character traits, emotions. Um, here's where we have things like, like um, Gaiva comes in over here, pride and conceit, patience and impatience, um, anger and tolerance. These are all the middle part of a person's functioning. Things that are not linked um, purely. They can be triggered by physical um, you know, factors but they're not linked directly to them. Um, and they have to do with the fact that we have still a higher functioning above physicality, which that's our emotions, that's our, our, our character traits. Again, what we call, loosely we lump this together in, 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 in the term that is, that is um, known as midos. Um, they're not as high functioning as something that's pure seichel, pure intellect. Because that's the three levels of our functioning over here. Okay, so we have starting at the lowest, that's physical drives, physical needs and physical drives, physical indulgences. Above that, we have our midas, our character traits. Above that, we have seichel. That's three. And the Maral now throws in a fourth. What's the fourth? The fourth is blending and harmonizing, putting all these together. That's the fourth. It's putting them all together. Meaning, the idea of having seichel is not to have seichel and ignore everything else. The idea of having physicality is not that, you know, sometimes I have physicality and ignore my seichel and my, my nefesh. And the idea of having the emotions is not to sometimes focus on that and ignore everything else. The idea is to synthesize everything. There should be harmony between all three together that physicality should be directed in conjunction with the, the Midos and with the Seichel. And the Seichel should be working hand-in-hand, hand, partnering hand-in-hand hand with, the, with the aspects that are beneath it. That's the fourth aspect of every person, is the power of synthesis, the power of being mashat of everything, the power of combining everything together towards one common goal without having um, cross-currents, without having contradictions, and without having just to like, ignore and suppress certain parts of who we are. Okay, good. So that's in a, in a nutshell, a basic rundown of these four aspects of a, of a person. Now, as we're probably sensing, these four aspects of a person, we're going to find them in the four, in, in, in the statue of the vision of Nebuchadnezzar. And ultimately, we're going to be bringing these back to the four empires. That's right. You all guessed that this is going to be coming back to the four empires and either four flaws that they all represent, the four imperfections they represent, it's going to line themselves up in each of these, one of the four areas. Let's see. Okay, so now we're starting to build up some momentum over here. This is a Maral further. 
I've already explained at length these four aspects of a person. Again, the physicality, the emotions, the intelligence, and the power to synthesize them, to blend them. The Mishnah in Perkei that talks about jealousy, desire, and honor, um, the pursuit of those three driving person out of this world. Uh, over there, I, I went through this topic already. I'm not going to, therefore, um, elaborate on those four elements over here, but these four aspects are already well known to people who the, the, the mystics, the people who make a study of these topics. Excuse me. Even these four aspects still don't necessarily produce godliness. You can have these four aspects of, again, the starting from top to bottom or bottom to top. You can have all four aspects of intelligence, emotions, and and, and, and physical drives, plus being able to blend them together, that doesn't necessarily produce a spark of godliness. You can have these without having um, the capacity to to uh, be using all four for a godly purpose doesn't necessarily equate into godliness says the Maral, after all said and done, even after all these four, we have a fifth, which is which is the, the, um, which means the ultimate man, the ultimate vision of man, and the um, highest form of man, and the ideal vision of man, that's man with a divine aspect to him, with a divine um, um, outline to him, with that godliness. After all four, we have a fifth. And this fifth that the Maharal is throwing in over here is the godliness. That behind the three, which has the four, which blends everything together, there's this fifth aspect that it's all towards a higher purpose, not just a, 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 the four, the four together with the fourth element gives everything a common purpose and a common goal. The fifth gives that an amount of a higher purpose, a godly purpose, and the ability to lead all of what I am towards godliness and bring godliness out into the world, therefore, through all of I am, all of whom I am. Says the Maharana is something very controversial, but ver- something very clear. The fifth aspect was not given to the four Malchias. The four Malchias only have aspects one through four. Which again, from bottom to top, physicality, character traits, intelligence, and even the ability to harmonize and blend them together. But the fifth and highest one of godliness, the, the, the empires don't have that. The nations of the world don't have that. Chazal said, based on a pasuk, that we, Klaus, were called mankind. The nations of the world, the non-Jews, are not called mankind. What does that mean? They're not called mankind. They're, they're human beings. They're for the human species. Teretz is, they're not the highest form of man. They're not that ideal form of man that the world is created for. They're not that form of man that has the, 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 the godliness, that divine spark, that Salam Elohim, that they don't have. 
the divine form, the divine surah, the Tzalmah Lakim, that means that that which we parallel every aspect of Hashem's system of running the world, of Hashem's, the essence of Hashem that Hashem reveals to us, that which we have the ability to parallel that and our actions um, resonate with that and our actions bring reciprocal forces from the Tzalmah Lakim, that was only given to Klaus of Loilu Umais. Gaim don't have that. Gaim don't have, this is the Maral, a Tzalmah Lakim. Okay? They do not have it. They do not have it. Tzalmah Lakim. That means they don't have. They don't line up with the the, the divine. They don't have that higher purpose. Being that again, the four empires, each of them parallels one of the lower four aspects of of how a human operates. Again, the lower four. Nevuchadnezzar, who represents the lower specimen of humanity. Adam, who is not called Adam, Adam without that spark of the divineness. Adam, mankind without the Tzalem Elohim. So Nebuchadnezzar, who represents that, so his outlook, yes, he sees the four empires as man, because his existence as a man and his outlook, therefore, and perspective on a man is man without the godliness, and that's what the four empires are, so therefore he sees them in the form of man. Because of Omar, Adam Atem. Atem Kareem Adam Ain Omus Kareem Adam. Mikomalkam Yeshlam Tsuras Adam. Because although we as Kleisel exclusively have that divineness that, that we're, we're, we're the, the, the at the pinnacle of, of humanity, the pinnacle of what mankind is supposed to be, we have Tselam Elohim, and they do not, they still have what the Maral calls Tsuras Adam. They still have a uh, aspect, an aspect of of humanity, of being a man. And, and Maral says, um, Adam, we could give a different lashon just to to um, make other connections over here. It says in um, the beginning of Veracious that Hashem made man. Let us make man in our image and in our form. The pasuk talks about and a demusalakim, an image and a form. Um, so the tzalamilakim says the maral. That's the behind the scenes. That's the spiritual aspect that all of our appendages and limbs and everything that we have parallels and resonates with and is on the same wavelength and is connected to um, an aspect of Hashem's essence, an aspect of spirituality. That's the Tzalem Elohim. And that's why all of our actions have equal and opposite reactions on a spiritual level. The Demus is the, is, is the physical without being on the same way as the spiritual. It's like the physical one is disconnected from the spiritual. That's the, the physicality. So every aspect of our physicality <coughs> is representative and is connected to some aspect of that on a spiritual level. So the head has a spiritual component of a head, of eyes, of nose, of fingers, of toes. We have both. That's the, the Tzalem and the Demus. The Goyim only have the Demus. That's why in physical form, you know, you know, Goyim and, and, and Yidin, really, we have an identical setup. We have identical bodies. We have identical organs, identical limbs. That's the Demus. That's what the Maral is saying. The Demus, the lower, the physical part of things, we are on common ground. We are equal together with the Goyim. But the spirituality, the spiritual um, existence, the spiritual <laughs> limbs and, and, and organs, etc., that only we have. That's what I'm looking Yes, question. So, in Der Hashem, we've learned that something similar to go ahead and have a lower neshama like animals do, but they don't have an upper neshama. So does that mean that everything comes there down or goes up? Because if that's the case, then everything from there comes down. If it's, if it's mirrored, like you were saying, the spiritual and the physical. So go ahead and start with the head, but nothing above the head. 
They don't have, we, we'll see, we have something above the head also. Right. We have like an upper nisham, mm-hmm. right? So my question, question slash statement, so the, 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 the mirroring is actually from the top to the bottom, not from, yes, yes, correct. from the upper soul down to yes. the bottom. Yes, yes. So does that, so what fills in the void for them or there's nothing there? Nothing so, that's right. The buck but, stops here. But, but then when Mashiach comes, they were gonna, they're going to be our servants, right? From what I understand, there's something along those lines? Yes. If that's the case, then if they don't have that upper part, because it's not going to be... They don't have the upper part, but they can make themselves part of our upper part by, 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 um, by helping us, by facilitating Kleisel's needs. So they have a potential to have an upper part. Yeah, they can like cling to us. They can be a part of us. Okay, let's go on. Did you stop nope. Oh, wow. Okay, let's go on. Um, yes. Kivakamu kamis nekraim adam avol hefresh yesh. So, so we do find adam being used for to describe the non-Jews as well for gaim but it's always a borrowed term. Borrowed in the sense that they have for the most elokim, they have the tura, the physical physical component, but nothing above that. Kiesh yesh ki eitzel adam eitzel yisrael talim elaki hu iker. I call Tavol Eitzalatzalim. When it comes to Kala Yisrael, <coughs> what it's all about, what we're, we're here for, is the Tzalav Elokim, is the godliness, our spiritual existence, our upper Neshama, as Stan is saying, of which our lower existence is, is just a, 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 a you know, um, projection of that. Ki Yatzalim hu nivdam in aguf, lukach hakol batal etzloi. The guf, when we look at it side by side and, and discuss it, in the same context as the upper neshama, it, it's it's eclipsed by the neshama. This is like the you know the toenails. Our, our physicality is the toenails to our greater existence. Um, he sees Nebuchadnezzar, the entire form from top to bottom, because that's what they are. That's it, and nothing more than that. Exactly as we were just saying. That's why he's the whole, the whole physicality, the whole form from top to bottom, because that is again from the perspective of the empires themselves. If you are a Nebuchadnezzar, if you're seeing humanity from the perspective of the non-Jewish humanity, that is the totality of their existence, just from top to bottom, from the heads to the toes. Um, um, and they don't have any greater raised existence beyond that, outside of that. Says the, the Maharal, if you look at the Pesukim over there, when Daniel sees the Melech HaMashiach, he sees um, uh, the imanane shemai. He sees the, the, the person like clouded in the clouds. In the clouds, that's what the pasuk says. Why is he this person like obscured by the clouds? Because he sees the form of a man, but he's seeing Melech Hamashiach. He's seeing the Malchus of Klal and the form, the image, the physicality. It's 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 it's, it's um, really uh, a um, it's just auxiliary. It's a it's an accessory. To the upper existence of the neshama, uh, the part that you can't see—that's why he sees very, very gishmak. The Maharal's take on the pesukim over here: the form of man obscured by the clouds, because 
um, since we're seeing Kleisrol now, and, and we're seeing the Zemus, we see the, the, the lower, the projection of the main component, which is the Neshama, so uh, it, it's made clear in his vision that what he's seeing is the accessory part, and the main part is the part that you can't see. Yeah. hard, solid, concrete items and objects. Doesn't see anything, you know, um, uh, fading in and out behind the clouds. He sees hard, solid, rock-solid materials. It's gold, silver, copper, iron, ceramic, because that's exactly the totality of their existence in this rock. That's a rock-solid existence. That's not the auxiliary existence. That's the primary existence. And they not rock. Okay, good, good, very good. So now the good. So that's the matter. I'll explain the difference between the Buchanan's vision and Daniel's vision, the four components that a person has, that all aspects of humanity have, the fifth component that a Jew has, and now he's going to take it further into telling us now, layer by layer, piece by piece, which parts of these of the statue is it shows up in the four um, empires and by extension we're, we're going to discover starting tomorrow what all the four empires um, represent that's going to be tomorrow morning. we're going to still go through Hanukkah so tomorrow the first morning of Hanukkah we're going to go further in in uh, our exploration of the four empires over here thank you all for joining and have a wonderful today